Hi there, my name is Nick and this is my wife. I'm Andrea. And uh, welcome to Ask the Expert. It's a daily series from 8.30 to 9am to help small businesses. Yeah, so you can ask any questions in the comments or on hashtag QBATE on Twitter. And if you need any more advice, join the official um, in, Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. Uh, QuickBooks also have a dedicated information site to help you coming out of lockdown. Just go to the QuickBooks website, scroll down a little bit and check on and click on the big learn more button under the header support for you and your business during COVID-19. Okay, <laughs> so um, yeah, as I said, my name is Nick. This is my wife, Andrea, um, and we are resellers. We buy stuff you can see some of the stuff here this is my office and we sell it on the internet for profit we've been self-employed since for about nearly 18 well about 18 years now 2002 yeah I 18 think years now yeah yeah so we deal mainly in second-hand items um recycling repurposing things um finding new homes for items so we do a lot of thrifting uh, boot sales um, jumble sales and that kind of thing and um, we do that more than we deal in new items so um, it's about keeping things out of landfill for us yeah I do use some new stuff um, I also sell on Amazon as well as well the platforms we use are mainly eBay mm -hmm. is the main one for us uh, we also sell on Amazon and do FBA which is fulfilled by Amazon uh, and we're using some of the new apps as well. You've started using Depop. Yeah, I use Depop and Etsy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you go back to when we started, which was 2002, uh, at that point, I was a police officer and you were. Yeah. And I worked at Amazon. I was a yeah. back catalogue book buyer for Amazon. Um, but we made we both made the decision to quit our jobs. Um, I was completely unhappy in the police force. I didn't fit in. I I, I wanted to find a way out. Um, we'd I'd been playing around on eBay and mm. building up a business in the background, yeah. and we got that to a point where we knew it was a huge jump. But we thought we'd try and do it full yeah. time. Um, um, yeah, we'd been doing it sort of part time in our own free time. Um, just a hobbyist really um, but then we had our daughter in 2001 and I was on maternity leave um, I did love my job but it was in Slough and it was a good two-hour journey there and back each day um, and once you've got once you've had a baby you don't really want to be spending that much time away from them so it was it was a no-brainer for me yeah really. So, so we quit our jobs in 2002 and started on eBay. We, we were in a rent at that point, we were renting a tiny little house, wasn't it? Yeah, it was and two we, up, two down type thing, <laughs> two up, two down with a baby. And yeah. we were buying stock wherever we could get hold of it to build this eBay business. Yeah, and um, it, it took off, so the amount of stock took off as well, and it became ridiculous. Yeah, the amount so, of people that would visit our house, and we we were like just lived in a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, with a baby crawling around all this stuff. Um, so our backgrounds were in retail. We met in a record shop. Uh, music is our big passion that, that we share. We we met in a record shop. So we thought mm. we know high street retail. What we'll do is we'll set up a shop 
uh, and then just move the stuff out of the house. If, if the shop makes money, great, but we'll use it as a base for the uh, internet business and a way to get secondhand stock from the public. And um, it, it took off like a rocket. It, um, it was very successful. We ran that for nearly a decade and it was hugely successful. It was, if you've heard of the chain in the UK, CEX, it was kind of uh, like they are now, but, but back then we started that in 2003 and um yeah so we were running both online and we you know obviously high street retail at, at the same time yeah um, and it really worked so we at that point we were still renting our, our big goals that we set out if we possibly could was to get onto the housing ladder we're near london it was almost impossible it felt for us to get on the housing ladder uh but because the business took off we achieved that goal within the first year and then we set a new goal which seemed ambitious, which was to pay off the mortgage. Um, and we did that in six years. And because we'd achieved the financial goal we wanted, the, the shop had grown so big, it was take, it taken over our lives that we um, made the decision to come out of retail and work from home again. Um, and that's what we do now, effectively. We're now at home, back on, on the internet only. Yeah. And then in 2014, I think it was, um, you took the decision to start a YouTube channel. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, <laughs> I, I discovered that people were talking about reselling, which is how we describe what we do um, on YouTube. And I was like, oh, wow, these are my people. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, so I thought I had a lot of um, knowledge maybe I could give back. We started a YouTube channel, uh, so it's now, what, five, six years ago. And that has grown to the point where we're approaching 50,000 subscribers and we've managed to build that into our business. It's now become a part of our business um, and that's becoming quite a successful yeah, part we of what it. we do. We do it because we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that kind of describes where we are now. Like I said, we, we, we don't do any retail uh, on the high street anymore. It's all online, predominantly eBay. Uh, I'm doing less Amazon now. Um, yeah. I do more Amazon at Christmas, and that tends to be the new stock. Yeah. And um, um, So should we take questions? Are we doing that yet? What, what um, were you going to say? I'm not sure if we're taking questions yet. But I was just going to say that, um, just to explain, that it's just us two. We don't have a big company we don't hire any staff. It's just the two of us um, working together. It is now. We had staff, obviously, when we were in retail and when we built that up to quite a big yeah. scale. Um, yeah, but we, we, don't we prefer it being just us. It's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> staff is can be quite stressful, put it that yeah. way. Um, right, should we start with a question? Yeah. So um, we have Luke from Facebook Live Feed who asks, in your experience, what are the main obstacles in running a reselling business, mainly through eBay? The main obstacles. Um, I would say if you're, if you're running it from home, it's storage. Um, we know a lot of people in the, in the YouTube community who do it even part-time, and you'll find very quickly, not everything sells quickly, so you will build up a, a certain amount of stock. So storage tends to be an issue within a lot of the people who share on YouTube and Instagram. Um, this we're in now was our garage. We had this professionally converted and knocked through to the house. This is continually full of stock. Andrea has another yeah, office. Yeah, I have an office at the back of the house. Which is also full of stock. Yeah. We have a loft, which is full of stock. <laughs> and a spare um, room, which is full of stock. But we do manage to keep it out of the living room 
and um, our daughter always says, not in my room. So <laughs> yeah. we have areas of the house that are stock free. Um, I suppose it's not really an obstacle, but an issue with with running a, a reselling business, which is quite opportunist. Most of our stuff is secondhand, is you never know what's going to sell or how rapidly it's going to sell. So the income can be very up and down. That takes a lot of getting used to. Yeah. You can't rely on an income. I mean, it's like that with most self-employed jobs. But when we were in retail, high street retail, it was fairly constant. With the internet, it's much more sporadic up and down. There's there's ebbs and flows with traffic and stuff. Yeah, Different definitely. times of the year, it's more profitable. Um, so that can be quite a bumpy yeah, ride. So you really need to plan ahead and have a, a, a buffer. A have some money in reserve. Buffer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll go to Austin from Twitter DM. Um, says, morning, I am just starting out on YouTube and I have 53 subscribers. Um, do you have tips for growing a YouTube channel? Wow, okay. <laughs> um, I would say whatever niche you're in, I assume your channel is not a general channel. It might be if it's about a specific thing. Find other channels that are similar and, and reach out to them and, and try and be part of a YouTube community. Collaborate with other channels and and build it up yeah, that way yeah make friends yeah yeah that's been a huge part of youtube for us us has been the social life of it all it has yeah working from home on our own we before youtube actually we would barely see anybody we'd you know be at home working or when we had the retail outlets would be at work in a shop um we have a huge social life now through youtube so make it a social thing i would say is a big one yeah and then thumbnails make your thumbnails sell the video and also tags um really utilize the tags tags and titles and hashtags and all that kind of thing so that you're searchable to people that will want to look for things that you're talking about yeah okay paula from twitter dm says i've just started my own company two years ago i'm loving it but i'm still trying to find a balance between work and family life do you have any tips I wish I knew how to strike that balance. Yeah. I you think don't. you're better at I'm it. I'm better. We've, well, because we had our daughter just as we were starting being self-employed, um, for me, it was really difficult being a mum, being everything, you know, running a business, being a full-time mum. But at the same time, it was great because we didn't have to send her, you know, into childcare we could do both at the same time, but it is tricky to juggle. Um, I'd say be kind to yourself for a start. Um, don't you, you end up feeling very guilty because you're not putting enough energy here or you're not putting enough energy there. Um, but try not to beat yourself up over it. Um, do what you can. And I would say from a mum's point of view, it's more important to give your time to your children and your family um so just try to i know i've got friends who who have small children and they work their working day around their children so they will take time while they're sleeping or they'll um take time to work in the evening when they've gone to bed and you know you can you have the freedom. I was going to say. You have the freedom to be able to um, structure your day to suit your lifestyle. Try and try and keep in mind, and it's not easy, that, that 
being self-employed you do have certain freedoms and remember to use them yeah <laughs> I I love what I do I would work all day and forget about that I have the freedom to just down tools and go out yeah um, but Paula yeah, remember it's not easy remember to take time for yourself as well that's really really important um okay so Helby from Instagram DM I'm really interested in the environment and as a side business sourcing secondhand clothes to sell online I'm curious to know how you guys would calculate margins I've just opened this in lockdown so any advice is appreciated um it's an interesting question selling secondhand hand goods you kind of have to set the price it's not like they have an RRP it selling secondhand it's how much is something worth, right? I mean, you can always research. We tend to search completed listings on eBay, uh, which I guess is fairly obvious to, to gauge roughly where we're going to aim for. Yeah, And that's the price where you're working out your margin from what you paid minus the fees. Um, but you're, you're not guaranteed that price. So, so knowing what your margin is, it, it's, a, it's a movable feast all the time. And we don't always achieve what we'd like to on stuff. Yeah, so and sometimes it, you tricky. end up dropping things and just getting your money back. Yeah. Um, but if you're selling on Depop, do the same thing. Just research the type of items and see what people are selling them for. Um, I generally try to work on the idea of um, tripling your money because you've got to factor in fees as well. So, oh, at least, yeah, at yeah. Least. I, I work more to 10 times if I can. Yes, it's, but all, it's all about with clothes, it, you're not able to do that. In what we do, which is buying second hand, I always like to keep in mind that you make your money when you buy the items, you get it as cheap as possible, <laughs> and then the risk is less. Yeah, um, an interesting question that kind of leads on from that Carlos from Facebook Messenger, how long do you keep products up online that you are selling before taking them down? then what do you do with the things that don't sell? Um, yeah, again, it varies. If you, if you speak to different resellers like us, um, some people are, um, will buy an item, they'll list it and forget about it, and it might take it years to sell. Mm. Um, that was kind of me in the past. These days I'm much more um, flip it as quickly as possible. I use all the tools that, that eBay offer you, uh, sending offers to watchers is the best thing they have ever done. So getting that conversation going, um, if I list something for 30 pounds, I might send an offer out at 25. If something's listed mm -hmm. at 30 pounds, chances are I bought it for a fiver. Yeah. So I've got that big amount of uh, uh, margin to play within. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I tend to adjust prices pretty quick now to get it moved. Yeah, I tend to leave my prices set for at least three months just to see, <laughs> I know you don't, but um, yeah, I tend to leave it for about three months um, and then I start tweaking things. Um, yeah, I think on, you were talking about eBay, on Depop there is um, an option to set a sale so you can discount your items by mm. 20% just to get things moving. Yeah, um, but on the, the point that was interesting, what do you do with the things that don't sell? And particularly in what we do, which is taking a chance on a lot of things, buying secondhand stuff as we do, um, there are a lot of things that just don't sell for one reason yeah. or another. We tend to, once or twice a year, we'll have a big clear out and we'll do like a car boot sale or something, see if we can just get our investment back, which would be fine. Whatever doesn't 
sell we tend to give to charity um and Uh, move on i was just going to say we tend to stock take once a year just after christmas and then i look at things and i think gosh that's been on for two years or so and and nobody's really that interested in it so yeah we take it off and we take it to a boot sale and if really that doesn't work we donate it yes yeah okay so aaron from facebook live feed says hi all amazing story and thanks for sharing with us loved how you moved from the nine to five to being your own boss um your youtube channel has inspired a whole community to take the leap with the current climate people are looking to start out on their own any tips um most people are scared of the quote red tape um any tips with getting started with that yeah um yeah, I think a lot of people are scared. We get an awful lot of questions about uh, how do I register as a business? That sounds really complicated. People are very scared of doing their tax return. Um, we say to people, if we can cope, then then you can. Um, I'm terrible with maths. Um, I'm not very organised uh, and we cope. We do our own tax returns. Currently, we don't have an accountant. We did to start with, and I maybe would recommend that to start with. Mm-hmm. But actually doing a tax return is simple. Registering as a, as a, a sole trader is simple. Uh, we're actually registered as a partnership. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of advice out there. The HMRC themselves are great. Yeah, they you are. may have to wait on the phone and listen to their annoying music. There's, but there is a lot of information on their website. So I would delve into that and yeah. and read up. Um, and the however, community, the community yeah, itself helps. Really, really good. Um, there's there's a few different support groups out there, I think, on Facebook, yeah. etc. I mean, within within our little world of reselling, uh, since we started a channel, it, it's exploded in the UK now. And I, I know people I can turn to for advice on most yeah. most things now. So reach yeah. out and find people, I would say. Yeah, um, and I would say just go for it. Um, just jump in and you know you can deal you'll be able to deal with those things as they come up yeah should we take another one yeah so there's denise from facebook messenger um says have you ever sold something for not that much and then later discovered it was worth a lot more wow (laughs) Uh, oh now there was one time that the item that um we sold for the for the most profit ever we almost sold for next to oh, nothing yeah, we almost sold it for i'll try and keep this as short yeah. as possible um i bought a big job lot of vintage computer games uh, it's one of the things that got me into reselling i'm passionate about vintage uh, video games i bought a huge job lot within it was one particular cartridge i didn't know it but it was worth a small fortune uh, i listed it on ebay because it had never come up before there was no reference point for it it was a one-off um pal edition of a certain game that had never surfaced um it's a prototype effectively and um i listed it with a buy it now price of 100 pounds and i thought i was taking a chance on that somebody within the video games community messaged me and said wow is that really what i think it is this is something special blah 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 and kind of tipped me off so i quickly took that buy it now price off let it run on auction and it sold for i always forget four five thousand two hundred was it i don't know it was an exact figure i think it was less than that slightly five thousand five thousand something something. (laughs) um and it and it 
cost us a pound. So that was our biggest ever flip. Yeah. But I almost let it go for a hundred because I didn't know what I had. I'm, I'm very sure we probably have undersold things in the past, but I would say that if you are, are getting a profit that you're happy with, um, just let it go. <laughs> you know, yeah. just learn from that, and you'll know in the future yeah. that you know that thing sells for more, and you can sell it for more. But it's a very good question, and research is the key there. And, and with eBay, searching completed listings and using a thing called TerraPeak that you can use to search back as far as a year, you can find most things that are sold before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, shall we read one? What's the yeah, next one? Sid from Sid, Twitter DM. Sid from Twitter, welcome. Hi, both. Great to see you here. Well done on achieving those goals after one and six years. What's the next goal if there is one? That's a good question. Um, my goal for the past, since we uh, came out from retail, my goal has been to, if I can, do as much as is necessary. We've put ourselves in a financial position for a reason, and I need to remember I don't have to work my fingers to the bone. But I am a bit of a workaholic and I love what I do. So that's actually difficult to wind things in for me. Um, but I think the goal is to enjoy our life rather than focus on the business if we can, but it's not easy. It's not. No, no because we come up with <laughs> harebrained ideas all the time, or at least you do. We're still ambitious, <laughs> even though we're trying to wind it in. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good because it keeps what, it fresh. What goals do you have? Well, I I just don't. You just don't anymore. Is, there you is, go. Well, it's a good place I to be, know. I guess. I don't I know. I mean, there are small things that I want to achieve, but I don't know. <laughs> um, Andrew from Facebook Live says, uh, "What is your rule of thumb for the relationship between creating newly daily, new daily listings and daily sales?" Oh, there's a question. Um, do we have one? <laughs> Rule of thumb is uh, I I don't I'm not very um, organized in that way. No. I have I have incredibly productive days, have incredibly productive weeks, and then I'll have days where I either choose to do next to nothing because I can, or it's just how it happens naturally. Um, yeah. I go through phases of, of listing like crazy, and then phases of, of, of days where I can just be doing research for a whole day. I can just be testing electronics for a whole day. So, and because we have the freedom to yeah. to take days out, um, like last weekend we went away to see friends and stuff. Normally we'd be sourcing, although we went sourcing while we were there. Yes, we did. Um, but yeah, what about you with listing? Do you, you yeah, know? I'm similar. I have days when I'm either steaming clothes or um, doing photography and not necessarily listing anything that day. So, yeah, I don't have a set amount of listings and I don't really equate thinking, right, I need to list this much in order to get this many sales. Mm. I don't really think in such an organised way. I think it's a, it comes <laughs> um, down to... I just list as, I, as and when I can and, yeah. I think it's a personality thing. Uh, yeah. We know pe people within our community of resellers who, who are like, I do 20 things a day and if I don't, I feel bad mm. or... You know, they have set targets weekly. We we don't really. We've always been a bit more way. loose in, yeah. in that way. Um, there's a good question there. Uh, yeah. Shall I read that out? So, yeah. Um, Avi from Instagram DM. 
how do ads work on YouTube videos? Do I need to be exceeding a certain number of views before I can set up ads on my YouTube videos and generate revenue? It's a really good question and they've changed it within the last year or so, the whole thing changed. Um, now you have to reach a thousand subscribers and I think it's, I'll, I'll get this number wrong, but it's something like 40,000 watch hours of time people have watched your videos. Um, so that's quite a, mm. a stretch to get there. It's yeah. totally achievable and, and keep, please keep pursuing it. It's totally worth it. Yeah. And then um, you can monetize. We have friends who have reached the thousand subscribers, but haven't quite got the watch time yet. Mm -hmm. And um, the suggestion is to do quite a few lives. Live streams. So, yeah, you can yeah. do live streams um, just to get the watch hours up. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. I remember being so naive when I started YouTube. I didn't even know you could monetize it. Yeah. I just wanted to share. Yeah. And that's still the, the driving force on our channel is to <clears throat> share what we do and try and educate people uh, or inspire people, not really educate, just inspire yeah. people by sharing what we do. We're not claiming we're experts, really. Yeah, we just we share do. what we do and people gain inspiration from that. Yeah, we don't see ourselves as teaching anybody how to do anything, just sharing and hopefully inspiring yeah giving people that spark we know many people who have discovered reselling through the videos and are now doing it full time yeah i've got a frog in yeah, my throat you, you can carry <laughs> okay so we've got dorinda from twitter dm says hi nick and andrea i'm a big fan hi dorinda um with all of the things you buy and resell um does it ever get confusing with what you have in stock and the postage of items I, I tell you what it does get is <clears throat> I've really got a frog in my throat. Yeah. It gets overwhelming. Um, we, if you, if you've watched our YouTube channel, you'll see oh, that we. It's, it's 4,000 watch hours. It's 4,000. 40,000. Oh, don't worry. It's come down. It's 4,000 watch hours. Apparently that sounds much more achievable. Um, if you have watched our channel, you'll know that we like to, where we can buy in bulk, um, mainly because that way you can buy things much cheaper and the profit margins are better um recently you may have seen i bought um 900 pairs of these <laughs> uh wear master shoes if you need any uh shoes come to me yeah. um and that can be overwhelming the scale of it um but beyond that no it doesn't really get confusing um no. postage once you've done online selling for a while the postage becomes mm -hmm. second nature uh, all that information is readily available on, on Royal Mail's website and all the couriers' websites. It's all to do with weight and size. You get used to that very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think just have a good organisation system once you've listed things. Yeah. Use SKU numbers, which are the custom label numbers on eBay. Um, it's much easier to find things that way. Um, and I file all of my clothes and, you know, knickknacks and things in certain drawers with a SKU number on um and it's just a lot easier to find things yeah unlisted stock it doesn't matter so much but once it's listed you need to be able to put your hand on that item yeah. because you're sending it out depending on how long your shipping time is sometimes same day you need to find it pack it and get it out the door so knowing where your stuff is once listed is is key so get some system in place yeah okay so i think we're going to our last question now which is Jeannie 
I'm sorry if I've mispronounced Ginny, maybe Ginny. Ginny. Ginny, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) From Facebook Messenger. Um, What would you say is the main difference between all of the platforms that you guys sell on? Mm. I'm moving and have a lot of things that I want to sell, but also don't want to give away too much of the profit to a platform. Right. If, If you're worried about losing a percentage to a platform, sell on Facebook because you'll have zero fees. Yeah. But be prepared for people to let you down and be incredibly flaky. Yeah. Um if you're selling your own items, then Vinted is a really good place for selling clothes because you don't pay any fees whatsoever and your um payment goes straight into your bank account. So you're not even paying a PayPal fee. Um, so that's a really good option for clothing if you're selling your own items. Um, Depop, I think, is a flat 10%. And then obviously they use PayPal, so you're paying a PayPal fee as well. So it's slightly less than eBay fees-wise. Mm-hmm. Etsy is on a par with eBay fees-wise, I would say. And just to add to that, I would say I would still say use eBay. Um, you pay the fee for a reason, which is they are giving you that reach, worldwide reach, Um that's what you pay for. Yeah. I, I tend to find you can ch- you can achieve more money on eBay, so the fees kind of vanish into that, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I would say just think, if you're doing this as a business and you're worried about eBay fees, just think how much you're going to be paying business rates and rent if you had a high street shop, and it's marginal compared to that. So especially with the, the reach that you get for the market. Okay, so I think that's the end of all our questions. Yes. So apparently during the video, the Intuit QuickBooks team have run a live poll with the question, have you ever thought about going pro with your eBay selling? And the results are now in. 25% said they are thinking about going pro and 75% said no. That's, I think that's quite high, 25. Do you? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Okay, so if you have any questions, then please get in touch with the QuickBooks support team on Facebook or you can ask us on... Yeah, find us uh, on YouTube is best. Yeah, we, um, do, we do have a Facebook page as well, which yeah. is all the links are on our in our YouTube subscription box. If you go into YouTube... Dis- description box. If you go into YouTube and search Nick and Andrea Hills, H-I-L-L-S, Nick without a K, although I think it comes up with both, to be honest. Uh, Nick and Andrea Hills on YouTube you should find our channel uh, below all of our videos you should find links to Facebook where you can contact us or drop us a message on the videos but we get so many messages on the videos now it's hard to keep up with so Facebook is best um, you can find those links uh, on our YouTube videos um, so next coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Eva you were going to Ra- say that bit. Ratsikova. Yeah, I you think. say that Eva bit. Ma- Ratsikova, who is a digital accountant and trainer working for GMCG Chartered Accountants. And Eva has transitioned businesses across a range of sectors to the QuickBooks cloud platform, uh, migrating from existing software as seamlessly as possible. Uh, so tune in tomorrow and ask Eva your burning questions. And a quick reminder, if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, where accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. Yeah, so thank you for watching, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Yep, thank you, and stay safe. Thanks for watching. Bye.